um, should we pray and then we get started? Okay, let's pray. Dear kind and heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us together this morning, Lord. Thank you for um, giving us your word. Um, help us to realise even though um, we're struggling and maybe going through things that you are in control and that you will work things out for our good. You've promised that if we walk uprightly, that you will hold no good thing away from us. So I ask that you continue to be with those of us who are trying our best to walk in the Lord and guide us to all things righteous. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is going. <clears throat> my voice is going. guys are very sweet thank you so much I can see the comments um thank you I really do appreciate it um um yeah I think so okay guys shall we read shall we um <clears throat> shall we do devotion Oh, look at this. Look at the title for today. <laughs> look at the title for today. Look at the title for today, guys. Okay, so it says, a merry heart is good medicine. Because girls in need of medicine today. <laughs> um, it says, a merry, rejoicing heart, doeth good like a medicine. This is in Proverbs 17, verse 22. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Proverbs 17, verse 22. I want to quickly just go to the actual, um, the verse itself and just um, show you that it exists. <laughs> More of a fact check, I think, this time. So here we are, merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a Broken spirit drieth the bones. Does it say that here? Okay, so it didn't do the full verse. See, this is this is why you have to check the Bible all the time, guys. It doesn't show you the full verse in the book. The full verse is, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. That's really interesting, you know. Um, that's really interesting, you know, guys, because it says... You know, when it says a merry heart <laughs> doeth good, obviously the next ver the next portion of the sentence is giving you like the opposite of what you will do if you're not merry. So if you're not merry, your spirit is broken. The opposite of being having a merry heart is a broken spirit. Do you see that? And it says at the end, dryeth the bones. What do you think that means? How, what does drying the bones mean? What does drying the bones mean? If you're not sure, just say you don't know. But what do you think dryeth or drying bones means? What does drying bones mean? Um, you're not sure, Lotto? 
ages you quickly. Um, not sure. Deep bones, depression. Good suggestions, guys. Um, not patient. Not sure. Okay, let's break it down. Let's break it down. Yeah. So your bones, what keeps our bones moist? So when you think about someone who has passed away, their bones end up drying up because um, the, the decomposition process entails that your flesh goes away, you know, all of your skin goes away and then you're left with the skeleton system and then the bones actually break down okay so what keeps the bones going blood water louis god bless you so our bones are kept moist through blood and water yeah so when it says our bones will be dry from a broken spirit it means that there's an absence or what is missing is blood and water. Now, what does the Bible say is our water? Or when it says come drink from living waters, or what does it say the blood is that we should be, um, that we should be you know, asking to be covered by. What does it say about these things? Let's go to the um, concordance and just look at a few verses that contain blood and water. Let's look at the few verses that contain it. Not too many, but we are going to um, have a little look at them because um, there's probably a lot of them. <laughs> Where is it? Da, 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 da. So we have here, we got blood. The definition for blood is life-giving body fluid. Life-giving body fluid. Yeah. Um, and then we, if we go to... Um, mm -mm, mm -mm, hold on. There's so many verses. Hold on. I want to get a good one. Let's go to First John One. First John, guys. I feel like today is going to be one of those days. Where is it? It's right at the back, isn't it? First John. Bear with me, sorry. I do apologise. Where is John? First John. Not John, first John. Anyone know where John is? First John is? Uh, 
I'm sure it's at the back here. First, second and third John's right at the back. After second Peter. There we go. Um, we're looking at... Let's go First John 1, verse 7. There's quite a few here. Let's do First John 1, verse 7. And we're looking at blood, remember. We want to know what it's referring to when it says dryeth the bones, okay? So First John chapter 1, verse 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, who are we talking about? God and man. If we walk in the light as God is in the light, we shall have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. So we can see that the blood of Christ is a cleansing action. What can we say is another word for cleansing? Cleansing, you are purifying something. So it's saying that the blood of Jesus has a cleansing action. It has the power to cleanse, a, plow, a power to purify, guys. Okay, so that's another one for blood. We have, I want to look at, um, let's do First John 5 verse 6. First John 5 verse 6. <laughs> 5 verse 6. Here we have it again. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that beareth witness because the spirit is truth. Okay, we've got water and blood there. Yeah. Then let's go again to 5 verse 8. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the water, which I think is referring to Jesus and the blood. OK, so we have to realise that when it's talking about in Proverbs 17, was it Proverbs 17 that we're in? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I should have kept my page bookmark. When we're talking about Proverbs, um, oh, Lord have mercy upon my soul. Proverbs here, when we're talking about our verse of the day, Proverbs 17, verse 22. And when we are... Here it is. When we're, when we're talking about our verse of the day and it's saying a merry heart doeth good like medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. We're talking about drying up the water and the blood. What could we do? What, what could we transfer or exchange for drying up the blood or what has been removed from the bones? Not water and blood, but another word we can actually swap in there now, knowing where the water and the blood comes from. What could, what is actually missing from the broke from the heart? What's what's dried up essentially? Um, lack of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is well, the, it has a broken spirit, but what's missing? The word, not our spirit. I've just read a couple of verses whose name 
was included there, that he came from water and blood, that is his blood that cleanses and purifies. Whose blood is a cleanser and purification? Jesus. Jesus. So essentially, when we are when we are down, when we have a broken spirit, and I'm not talking about, um, you know, necessarily if you're ill, I'm talking about just in general. Um, and being merry, even when things are going wrong, guys, is good for your spirit because of, because when you are miserable, it will dry up the power, the cleansing power that Jesus can have in your life. You know, I don't know if you've ever realized this, but there's no amount of misery that's ever made a situation any better. You could be going through something really terrible, but you know that you being upset and down about it never, ever makes the situation any better. You're never going to feel better because you're sad, right? Whereas you've, I know you maybe you haven't seen this or you haven't experienced it, but I know that there are times when if we look to the positives, even when it's hard to find one, it does make us feel better. It can actually make us feel a little bit more um, revived, a little bit more, um, you know, less less upset, less sad, you know. So turning things to the positive or looking for the positive in our current situations is really important. It's really important to try and be content, even when things aren't actually 100% ideal. Why? Because it's saying that having a broken spirit will dry up the healing and actual um, cleansing power of Jesus. It, It will dry up the Holy Spirit's, you know, ability to help us, you know, having faith. Yes, Lato having faith that it will actually work out for the good. That is really important, you know. Um, So let's read the devotion. Sorry, I didn't even get to read the devotion yet. (laughs) Let's read what it says. Let's see if we're on the right path, shall we? So it's saying the relation that exists between the mind and the body is very intimate. How we think, guys, and what that impact has on our body is very intimate. It is very close. Yeah. It says when one is affected, the other sympathizes. The condition of the mind affects the health to a far greater degree than many realize. Many of the diseases from which men suffer are the result of mental depression. Wait, hear it, guys. Grief, anxiety, discontentment, remorse, guilt, distrust, all tend to break down the life forces and to invite decay and death. And I don't know, listen, you may not have experienced any of these things, but I know one thing, right? When you don't trust somebody, I've been in this situation. I haven't had all of these things. I've had some of them. But when you don't trust someone, guys, do you know how that can eat away at you to the point where you can literally be sick? Like you can literally 
cause yourself to get, um, what's it called? Kidney stones. You can cause yourself so stress. Stress is such a killer because it will cause your body to act and break out in a way because of the fact that your mental health has been so crushing, so compounding. And when you don't trust someone, that is definitely one of the areas wherein I have experienced and I've seen how my health deteriorated massively. I lost a lot of weight. Lost a lot of weight, guys. Weren't able to eat. Weren't able to sleep. All these things have such a massive impact. I can only speak on the distrust part and anxiety. But more so that one, I'd say. That was what was my thing, you know. Mental health. Mental health is a silent killer, honey. It is a silent killer. Grief. I know with um, a lot of people, my aunt, especially when we lost my cousin, had to be put on medication, you know, Um, because of, you know, what the body goes through when you're grieving a loss, guys. It's, it's, It's crazy. It's crazy. Your cortisol levels are crazy high, um, which can cause so many other issues as well. So it's saying that when we're going through these things, they in themselves can break down our life forces and invite in decay and death. Why does it seem so dramatic to go to decay and death? Because when you are ill, guys, I don't know if you know this, but as soon as you have disease in your body, what you have in there essentially is pathogens. And they can be different sorts. You can have bacteria, pathogens, you can have um, a virus, you can have um, fungus, you can have different pathogens, right? But all these pathogens are trying to do is remove all the good cells and make more bad ones, right? So if your body isn't able to fight off the bad ones, then you are in a state of decay. It may not be a quick state of decay. It may happen very, very slowly over time. But essentially, even without pathogens, we are decaying. We're not getting any younger. We're getting older. Our body and our systems are breaking down as we speak. It's just that when we invite pathogens in, that process is escalated. It speeds up which is why it isn't good to sit on bad health because we are essentially speeding up our date to our... Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So there's a reason why we should try, I know it isn't easy and we're going to get to the solution that this book suggests in a minute, but there's a reason why we should try our best not to invite certain things into our bodies, not just these things, because some of these things you can't, you can't control yourself, but I'm talking about just in general, disease, ill health is always going to speed up our decay and ultimately end with that, right? So it says disease is sometimes produced and is often greatly aggravated by the imagination. It says many are lifelong invalids who might be well if they only thought so. Okay, let's see. It says courage, hope, faith, sympathy, love, promote health and prolong life. 
A contented mind, a cheerful spirit is health to the body and strength to the soul. Now, one thing I can say with this, what she's just said here, courage, hope, faith, sympathy, love, promote health and prolong life. I know that there's certain people who have gone through like, if they've gone through like a major, a major um, accident, guys, where maybe they've lost a limb or they've um they've had a um they've had her face reconstruction right they won't let them go through certain stages of repair i.e. get a prosthetic leg things like that the delay is put on those things unless these things are evident Unless you start to be more hopeful, unless you start to have more faith and courage, because they know as doctors, as doctors, they will tell you that not having this when you've gone through such a life altering accident or change can really inhibit the healing process. So this is not just something that the Bible's telling you to do or something that's promoted by what God is saying. This is something that even the medical field, people will tell you that if you don't possess these traits when you're going through, especially, as I said, life altering, um, you know, diseases, it really can impact your um your um the state of your health it can actually make it worse you know um so it said and that's why they offer sorry and that's why they offer you counseling I don't know if you know that but that's why a lot of um a lot of times if you're if you're like a cancer patient or if you are someone who is maybe terminally ill on with some other sort of disease or the disease as I said is very life-altering you may have um, all of a sudden become disabled they will always offer you counseling why because they know how important it is that you have this outlook on life and not this outlook on life it actually impacts your physical health and as I said that is what any doctor will tell you which is why they offer counseling with those types of um, illnesses okay so this is not what you know this is not just God saying this for saying sake it's actually evidence in in science you know God always back God always proves or backs up science should I say or should I say science backs up God anyway gratitude rejoicing benevolence trust in God's love and care are these are health's greatest safeguard if you have gratitude if you are able to be rejoicing if you trust in God these are health's greatest safeguards they're only oh, they're only going to help you guys in terms of your health. They're only going to help you. It's not going to make your health worse by trusting God. It's not going to make your health worse by being grateful and having gratitude. It says the power of the will and the importance of self-control, both in the preservation and in the recovery of health, the depressing and even ruinous effect of anger, discontentment, selfishness, or impurity, and on the other hand, the marvellous life-giving power to be found in cheerfulness, unselfishness, gratitude should also be shown. It says, there is a psychological truth, truth that we need to consider in the scripture. A merry, rejoicing heart 
doeth good like a medicine. The true principles of Christianity open before all a source of inestimable happiness. (laughs) We should encourage a cheerful, hopeful, peaceful frame of mind for our health depends upon our doing so. Why should we be cheerful, guys? Why should we be hopeful? Why should we try to have peace of mind? Because our health actually depends on it. I think this is the reason why, you know, as I was reading that, it just reminded me a bit of, you know, where the Bible says, turn the other cheek. You know, when the Bible says, turn the other cheek. I really think that's why he says, turn the other cheek, not because we're meant to be a simp or a wimp or we're meant to just let people, you know, bash us around the head. It's because our health It's actually easier just to turn the other cheek. You want to fight fire with fire. It's never, ever going to make a situation better. It's only going to make both of you stressed out, you know. And if we know that all these things, discontentment, um, anxiety, all these things can cause to the breakdown of your health. God is saying, turn away, turn, turn the other cheek. Don't don't fight back. Because you, in your anger and your discontentment, will actually break down your own mental health. You'll actually harm yourself. So it's all about preservation of your body and your mind, guys. It's not because he wants you to just be beaten over the head. He says, flee when you see the devil run right? He's not sitting there saying to you, sit down and have a conversation and try and work things out when someone's bashing you over the head. He's saying run. But what we shouldn't do is try and fight fire with fire. Why? Because our health depends on it. Our mental health depends on it. Our peace of mind depends on it, guys. And if we really, you know, kind of like merge those things together and think of how, you know, you're actually poisoning yourself by trying to attack somebody or try to, um, what's it called? Um, retaliate to somebody else, you know, it's actually better for you and the other individual to turn the other cheek. Yeah. Um, I hope that makes sense.